Yeah, if you'd like to turn in your green Bibles to page 1033, it'll help if you follow it in the Bibles because you might not be able to hear me at times. <laughs> not that I mind. It's uh, the second chapter of Acts, and we're beginning at verse 29. And it's on page 1033 in your Bibles. Brothers and sisters, we all know that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Now, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. This is the word of the Lord. Thank Thanks you. be to God. Wonderful. Thank you very much indeed. There's a song that uh, we sing around about this time. I remember singing it at school and uh, in church when I was younger. I don't think we sing it here, but perhaps we should uh, resurrect it. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? And I remember as a somewhat arrogant and facetious young lad, thinking to myself as I sang that no, <laughs> of course I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't there. And the next question, were you there when he was raised up from the dead? Were you there when he rose up from the dead? I was thinking, duh, no, <laughs> of course I wasn't. And that's why it's so good to have these readings. Did you notice the link? Peter, who was there and saw the empty tomb. Interestingly, According to John's account, he didn't see the risen Lord Jesus. 
But he saw what we could see if we go out to the Middle East, to the Holy Land. We could just see an empty tomb and no body. Proof enough. John tells us he saw and believed. Believed so much that in a few weeks' time, he was bold enough to stand up and pour out that rough and ready first Christian sermon. God has raised Jesus to life, Peter said in Acts, and we are witnesses to this. We see and believe. And such a testimony calls forth response. In Acts, brothers, cut to the quick they were, brothers, what should we do? Peter says to them, repent and be baptized. And it's on that transaction that the Lord miraculously adds thousands to their number. The witness of the apostles, those who were there at their time and have recorded the facts of the resurrection, enabling us to celebrate with conviction Easter Sunday, new life from death, new hope from despair, light from darkness. Easter Sunday, and it calls forth a response from each of us. The story is told, a true story, of a church in Korea during the Second World War, and it had outside its gates a huge statue. It was 40 or 50 feet high, a statue of Jesus. But during the war, it was bombed. And the statue was smashed to smithereens. It lay in pieces and tiny fragments all around the bombed-out church. And the congregation of that church were distraught and set about the painstaking task of piecing together every single fragment. It was like a huge three-dimensional jigsaw puzzle, and it took them years but piece by piece by piece, they recovered the statue of Jesus. And bit by bit, they stuck and soldered it together to recreate his form. But what they discovered in remaking the body of Jesus in this statue was that they had not been able to locate amid all the rubble his hands. And they wondered what to do with the statue of Jesus, arms outstretched but no hands. Until, I suspect, inspired by the same spirit that brought new life and Easter day, they hit upon this solution. And they kept the statue as it was, without the hands. And on the plinth at the bottom, they placed a new plaque. And engraved on the plaque was simply this. You are my hands. An invitation for the people of God to respond with his life in them, to be his hands and indeed his feet, and his eyes, and his ears, his mind, his heart, his body.
You are my hands. You are my body. That is the response I want to suggest for us this Easter as we hear and believe, actively believe, the eyewitness accounts of those who were there at the time. As we look at the evidence of God's new life throughout the world, countless billions of Christians today around the world celebrating as we are, evidence millennia on that something extraordinary took place on that first Easter Sunday. God's life out of death, his hope out of despair. And we are his hands, his feet, his eyes, his ears, his body. In just a few minutes, I'm going to invite you to come up to the table here. I'm going to break this bread and I shall give it to you and say, the body of Christ. And as I offer uh, the bread as a symbol of his body, we take it in, we eat it, we digest it. And in so doing, we acknowledge that we become part of his body. We go out from here as his hands, his feet, his eyes, his ears. We'll speak his truth. We'll demonstrate his love. We'll guide and direct our hands, his hands, to comfort and to guide and to protect. We won't actually pray the prayer we usually do uh, at Holy Communion here, but I, I love the phrases, may we who share Christ's body live his risen life. May we who drink his cup bring life to others. May we whom the Spirit lights give light to the world. That's what he's mandated for us to do. We are now his hands. And so we go in his strength to serve and love and meet a needy world that they too may see and believe. Amen.